0: Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. Today, we're talking about seller arrogance, but first, a thank you to our sponsor. International Coffee Farms is a leader in specialty coffee, and they offer diversified offshore investment. Check them out at internationalcoffeefarms.com. That's internationalcoffeefarms.com. We are back, and we're talking about seller arrogance. Over the last couple of weeks, I've had two different situations where the seller has displayed such arrogance that I had to put a podcast episode together about it. Imagine if you walked into a car dealership and the salesman said to you, you can look at the car, but if you want to take a test drive, you've got to sign an agreement of purchase and sale, and you've got to put down a 10% deposit, and then, only then, will we allow you to take it out for a test drive. Well, that's pretty much what I've encountered over the last couple of weeks on two separate occasions. What we're talking about here ultimately is the need to balance the need for the seller to bring certainty to the transaction. They don't want to take a property off the market and have it, quote unquote, conditionally sold with no recourse to the buyer where the buyer can keep the property tied up for months on end and then simply hand the property back to the seller and say, oh, I just, I changed my mind. I don't really want it. Can I have my deposit back, please? Meanwhile, the seller has been carrying the property for all of these months and not marketing it because they think they have a buyer in hand. So I definitely understand the seller's need to make sure that the buyer is in fact qualified purchaser. And as the conditional period gets longer and longer, the buyer needs to be more and more committed. Otherwise, there's an imbalance where the buyer has no risk and the seller is carrying all the risk. That needs to be a little bit better balanced. Now, in a case where the seller is selling a property at a certain value, And that value is predicated on the assumption of getting a certain zoning approval or site plan approval from the city. The value isn't there until you actually have that site plan approval. So at that point, if the buyer is offering that premium price, they've got to be reasonably assured that they're going to get the use permit that they're looking for. Otherwise, if they go firm on their deposit, if they make a firm commitment to purchase the property at that price, and they don't get their approval, now they've paid way too much for that property because the city's not gonna allow them to build what has been assumed in that purchase price. So when the seller says, I'm not going to entertain any offer with a conditional period, or if it is a conditional offer, I want a hard deposit that flows through immediately to the seller, a non-refundable deposit in order to essentially buy that, buy an option to purchase the property. It's almost like an option consideration or an option contract. So what appears like seller arrogance is actually a need for the seller to bring certainty to the situation and the need for the buyer to bring certainty to the situation. And what lies in the balance is a little cloud of uncertainty. And the question is, who should financially take responsibility for that cloud of uncertainty? At the end of the day, it comes down to a negotiation what's fair to both parties, what's fair to the buyer, and what's fair to the seller. This is where you need to bring all of your negotiating skills to the table and negotiate something that is going to be fair to both parties. That's not overly one-sided for one or the other and make sure that both sides fully understand where the uncertainty is and why it exists. If I, the buyer, am the reason for the uncertainty, then it makes sense that I assume some of the responsibility for that uncertainty the seller is the cause of the uncertainty, then the seller needs to assume responsibility for their share of it. And if the cause of the uncertainty is a third party, maybe a government agency, then somehow that uncertainty needs to be shared equally between the buyer and the seller. And when you approach it that way, you have a reasonable shot at gaining some clarity and having a fair negotiation between all parties. If the period of uncertainty is going to be relatively small, a few weeks or something like that, it's hardly worth the paperwork to put together a complicated option contract. But if the period of uncertainty is gonna be longer, maybe there is a zoning application involved, and we're talking about potentially a longer period of uncertainty, you definitely wanna consider putting some kind of option contract in place that's gonna be fair to all parties. Again, each party needs to be responsible for the amount of uncertainty they're injecting into the process. And this is where it gets complicated. If the seller's introducing uncertainty, they need to own that. If the buyer's introducing uncertainty, they need to own that. And if it's a third party, then somehow you come to some negotiated agreement of how you're going to share that. Hope this is helpful as you're going through your negotiations. I'm sure you're encountering situations where you've got a conditional period and you're trying to figure out a fair way to handle that. Have a spectacular day. Make some great things happen. And we'll talk to you again tomorrow.